We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alerts for August 21st, 2023. It's 2.02 a.m. where I'm recording. And um, this is going longer because it just took me so long to get this study all put together. There's so many moving parts and it's so much information to try to process. This next part is, again, History Channel playing clips from them covers the giants the ufos of guadalcanal which we've talked quite a bit about i didn't realize they had actually done this guadalcanal and the solomon islands and um we're going to get their take on it they're always going to obviously give a take that um does not lend itself to the biblical narrative so let's go ahead and uh, play this the Solomon Islands. 800 miles east of Papua New Guinea, this group of nearly 1,000 isles covers 11,000 square miles. Though first discovered in 1568 by Spanish explorers, many people identify this area with World War II due to the fierce fighting that occurred between the Japanese and Americans on the largest island here. Guadalcanal. In a campaign that lasted over six months, a total of 41 warships were sunk and over 30,000 men died either in battle or from disease. The Americans and Japanese, they left behind a lot of the remnants of the war. Ships that were sank, for instance. And then on land, you have leftovers of tanks and a lot of ammunitions as well. There was a place close to where I went to school called Hell's Point, and it's full of live ammunitions. But Guadalcanal is also infamous for something else, the countless local legends of giants. There are mysterious legends all over the Solomons, actually. A lot of the stories in Guadalcanal tend to talk about giants, the relationship between people and giants. Giants are often portrayed in different ways. Sometimes they are benevolent giants. They help people. They look after people. But there are stories about giants killing people and taking over things. So Giant is a major character in a lot of the Guadalcanal stories. There are legends and stories that go way back that suggest that giants actually still live on the Solomon Islands. Some say they're kind of hairy beasts, Sasquatch-like kind of beings. Others say they're more humanoid. And some say they even relate and kind of mate with the human population. According to local legends, those giants were able to travel the entire length of the island without seeing the light of day by utilizing subterranean tunnels. People talk about it, that giants actually do exist. They existed in the past, today with all kinds of developments that are taking place. They shift further into the mountains they really do exist. It's not just a mythology to scare children. According to one report, in 1998, 
workers during a gold mining operation witnessed what they believe is proof of the existence of the giants of Guadalcanal when one of their bulldozers broke down. The workers say they removed the 10-ton blade from the machine to make overnight repairs. And when they returned to the dig site the next morning, they were shocked by what they found. The blade itself had been moved quite a distance. Well, it had been thrown quite a distance. We're talking not a normal bulldozer, but we're talking massive earthwork, uh, massive earth-moving type of blade. And it had been thrown quite a distance. Uh, that's multiple eyewitness accounts regarding that. And they found footprints of giants in the mud. Yeah. They're well known there. So they could only assume that these famous giants of the Solomon Islands had been there and moved the bulldozer blade. Could Guadalcanal really be home to giants? If so, what are they? And where did they come from? In the book, Solomon Islands Mysteries, author Marius Boyron, a retired helicopter... Now, he's the, this is the book I've read many, many excerpts from. Um, you cannot... Last time I reported on this, you could not find... Um, you, you, I think there was, I don't know, maybe two or three copies on Amazon... Or on all the internet that you could find and they had bumped the price up to like two thousand dollars and then one of my listeners emailed them and then i think they bumped the price back down um but now when i just checked it I haven't checked it in months you can't it's unavailable out of print there's no copies available for sale i can't find any on ebay amazon or online but i did find that apple books and i'm not a big apple fan you know, for a lot of reasons, but Apple Books, Solomon Island Mysteries, says $15. Um, the problem is, is I don't say you can actually buy this. It does, it, there's, there's like no link that you can click on to actually buy this book. So I, I think that's bogus too. I don't, I do not believe they want that information becoming common knowledge. Uh, Amazon, Amazon. No, it doesn't look to me like it's available. Uh, let's see. No, it's not. Yeah. Nope. So, there's no copies available now. There's, there is nothing. Um, and again makes you wonder <laughs> if you look at the content of the book you would figure out why they wouldn't want that information getting out engineer who lived on the solomon islands for many years interviewing locals yeah this is marius Bor borland's a groundbreaking theory the australian author boy ron believed that incidents of the giants that he had been told about by the natives were related to ufo activity and from what he could put together, there was some kind of UFO base deep in the mountains of central Guadalcanal, and it involved these giants. And well, he's, he's getting things twisted a little bit. The UFOs seem to operate independently that would come out at night of the, of the, um, the lake 
with the waterfall into it. Now that was that was also the same dynamic that other islands of the Solomon Islands they had this very similar thing where they had a waterfall that fell into a lake. The the water went into the lake, and um, for some reason that is where these entities chose to set up shop. And the UFOs would come out at night up out of the lake. You could go there if you were local and hid yourself, and you could see him come up out of it. More, more, uh, Marius did this. Uh, I don't know if he did it on more than one occasion. I think he might have. And he observed them coming right out of the lake and going back in hours later. And the, and the locals that were in that area were well aware of this. But as far as that goes, yes, tons and tons of cryptozoological, UFO, alien, I mean, there's all kind of creatures on these islands. But they seem to be separate. They, they sound like the giants were buddy buddies with the whatever, the UFOs and the aliens that were buddy with the all the other weird creatures on the island. I, don't, I think they were all kind of doing their own thing from what I could gather. At the same time, there was some kind of underwater UFO base there as well. Eyewitness accounts of UFOs have been documented on the Solomon Islands for years. And mysteriously, details reveal that the UFOs seem to rise out of the surrounding ocean where warships sank in World War II. Right. It's called Iron Bottom Sound, I believe. They're so, they had many, many major battles there. Um, when, when our troops went on shore at Guadalcanal, um, which was... To a certain extent, it was the first uh, Pacific land invasion where we were trying to take back territory that Japan was entrenched in. Okay, It was basically the first battle where that dynamic was taking place, where the tide was turned. Okay, Now, the tide had been turned earlier with some of the naval engagements, but I'm talking about a, a land battle against the Japanese. The Japanese were there. They'd been there for a while. They were entrenched. And um, uh, I've talked a lot about that in times past. You can just, you can actually King Guadalcanal. And I think that was the last time I talked about this. I was talking a lot about the World War II aspect of it. But Iron Bottom Sound was there. Uh, our troops got ashore. And then they quickly got cut off. The Japanese sent in a whole bunch of their fighting ships drove our ships out and our guys were isolated the americans were isolated cut off from their supply lines for a long time and they had while they had already taken the airport early on they were in this big battle from that point forward they really weren't getting reinforcements um they whereas the japanese were landing more people by night and then also bombing them by day and by night with their air because they we didn't have any ships in the area we didn't have any um we we were in a bad spot for a while and they they were uh the the it was very much in question for a while um so the military engagements that took place right there near guadalcanal there's a place called iron bottom sound and this is where a lot of these ships were sunk some Japanese, some our ships. And these UFOs go down at night 
the sometimes the locals see them do this every night because the locals are out there fishing and they'll see these ufos and they will go in the water in these areas where these ships have been sunk and they'll they'll go down and then they'll come up later and i don't know it's if it's one of those things like the concept they talk about of luge where evil entities love to feed off negative energy this is why a lot of times you'll see things like um, evil entities associated with cemeteries or haunted houses or places where great military battles took place um, they're feeding off some type of energy negative energy and getting some type of satisfaction from that it's like there's certain demons that are associated with different things and like let's say it's a gambling demon and you have a problem with gambling and it comes into you and for whatever reason it comes into you maybe it's generational maybe it's something you did to open a door and you feed that gambling demon by gambling okay by that vice that's how you that's how it gets its sustenance that's how it gets its satisfaction by getting you to sin i think it's a similar concept with these ufos that have been spotted for i don't probably nightly still in guadalcanal they're going down to these ships where all these deaths occurred of these whether it's japanese or american and feeding i mean i don't know what other reason they would have to go down there it's just weird kind of macabre thing and vanish into a remote mountain lake on the yeah. island i think and i don't know if they're showing it here but this looks like <laughs> this is a looks very very similar to what marius talked about uh, the type of lake that they would need and it's up it's they literally had to hike up to it and this is this is high you can tell it's a lake but it's it's encased around like a kind of a mountainous area so it's like i'm sure the lake probably has maybe a i i think it might have a creek or something out of it because i'm pretty sure there's a waterfall that flows into it so there'd have to be some other outlet but this looks like because this footage they're getting is from Guadalcanal, and this may be the lake. People often talk about seeing light not only in the sky, but in the ocean as well. Yeah. That you see lights in the ocean. Yeah, from the UFOs. And then you see lights flying past uh, overhead as well, and sometimes crushing into the ocean, yeah. like a plane crushing. Yes. There have been sightings of flying saucers appearing over the wreckage, flying into and out of mountains and volcanoes in the area. So the whole area is really pretty interesting. There have been reports that objects, strange lights, actually rise up out of the waters into the air. Yeah, I mean, they're not really even talking about the giants, which are, which are the main, main thing on the island that... I mean, as far as legends and stuff like that goes, that's one of the main things. And move about for a period of time and then disappear. And often this is either witnessed from the beach or is experienced at close hand by fishermen. And it is said that sometimes these objects come so close that the fishermen can actually feel the heat as they pass. There's a lot of local people who had said, yes, for many years we've seen this, these types of things happening. 
there are numerous accounts of abductions, people who disappear after coming into contact with these UFOs, never to be seen again. Or these UFOs will come and just fry you. They will burn you alive to a crisp. If you're in the wrong spot, caught away from your village at the wrong, wrong time or whatever, that's what they will do. Could there be a connection between the legends of the giants of Guadalcanal and the numerous UFO sightings that have been reported here over the years? And might this be evidence that Guadalcanal really is the site of an underwater alien base? Some ancient... So it goes on. That that goes about if you want to watch the rest. But again, it's a lot of a lot of propaganda. I think they go to a different subject um, after this. But anyway, um, then uh, this is a real doozy. Oh wow! Whoo! History Channel plays a huge part in undermining the Word of God and asks the question: Was Noah of the Bible an alien? Yeah. Because, again, it's all about, at the end of the day, destroying the biblical narrative, getting you to doubt the word of God, and um, getting you to, um, trying to get you into hellfire. That's what it really is all about at the end of the day for um, these organizations like the History Channel. Qumran, Palestine, 1946. In the desert, 10 miles east of Jerusalem. A Bedouin shepherd leaves his flock of sheep and goats to look for a stray. Walking along the cliffs, the shepherd spots a cave in the distance. He threw a stone into a cave, and he heard the crack of breaking pottery. So he went in to investigate and found jars that contained ancient manuscripts. The Bedouin shepherd's find led to a discovery of 11 caves that contained the most extraordinary cache of literature, arguably in human history, the Dead Sea Scrolls. There are 800 pieces of literature found in these 11 caves, and it tells us so much about the ancient world. One of the amazing revelations is a story about Noah that we don't see in the Old Testament. Because it wouldn't belong in the Old Testament because it's a lie. Story is that when Noah is born, he's an extraordinary baby with a strange complexion and the ability to light up the room with his eyes. What's interesting is that you actually have Noah's father, Lamech, questioning whether or not Noah is his son. And this Again, no, nowhere is this in the biblical account and biblical narrative, okay? And I'm going to go over why they're going after Noah so hard i mean i think it's probably pretty obvious for if you think about the implications of what they're aiming at here i will i will clarify that but yeah this is unreal due to the fact that we have this story about these fallen angels that came down and had sex with women yeah in genesis 6 confronts his wife bitanash is it my son or is it is it one of theirs oh okay so now lamech noah's dad confronts his wife and says because this Noah has like eyes that can light up a room and strange countenance or whatever um did you have sex with one of the fallen angels in other words is Noah Nephilim okay now it's ironic because Noah 
the Bible talks about him in, in Genesis 6. And they're accusing Noah of the very thing, the very reason that God chose Noah to preserve the lineage of the human race. I'll elaborate. Okay, now, the Bible just talks about in Genesis 6, there were giants in those days and also after that, and the sons of God, okay, the, the angels came into the daughters of men and bare them children to them. The same became mighty men of old, which were which were uh, which were of old men of renown. And um, the giants is you know translated Nephilim, the fallen ones. There are these hybrids. And God saw the okay. So what was the fruit of all that? And God saw that wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of his thoughts was heart was only evil continually. So because of these hybrid creatures, these Nephilim, because of the fallen angels doing this with with women. This was the fruit, okay? Wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of the, of the thoughts of his heart was the only evil continually. We're kind of moving in that direction in today's day and age, but Jesus did say, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, so it really shouldn't surprise us. And it repented the Lord. It Basically, it, it grieved the Lord that he'd even made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart, okay? And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of air for it repenteth me that I have made them. Basically things have gotten so wicked and corrupt due to the fallen angel incursion and these Nephilim walking among in, you know, many of them, um, this is where a lot of the Greek legends and stuff like this would come from that God had to hit the reset button and start over with a pure lineage of man. Okay. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. His lineage, his DNA was not corrupted, is what that means, okay? And Noah walked with God. Why would Noah walk with God if he was a Nephilim? How could Noah's generations be perfect? How could, why would God choose Noah as the very vessel and his sons as the very vessel to... Um, carry undefiled DNA into the new world after he hit the reset button, killing everything on the planet because everything had been corrupted by the fallen angels, essentially. Why would he choose Noah to do that if Noah was the, uh, was the very Nephilim he was trying to wipe off the planet? In other words, this biblical, this, this narrative that supposedly the Dead Sea Scrolls or one of them were portraying is a total lie from the pit of hellfire. Okay. It's just ironic that, you know, they go after Noah for the very attribute that he did not possess, meaning he was not a Nephilim. He did not, his mom did not have sex with a fallen angel. Okay. Um, not only that, it says that in here that when the, um, the sons of God, yeah, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives all that they chose. If she would have had sex with, um, if these fallen angels would have had sex with Noah's mom, they would have taken her. Okay? It's not like, oh, they're going to have an illicit affair behind a fallen angel's back. The fallen angel ain't going to care. It's going to just take, you know, I don't think it would have been allowed to do that to that generation anyway. Okay, because it was Noah's line, it was, you know, the line of, it was, you know, the line that's described in the bottle, the, the Bible, okay. Um, 
So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that because these devils in the History Channel, man, oh man, they are trying every single way to get you to throw your Bible away and to doubt the Word of God. And if you doubt the Word of God and you don't believe the Bible, how? what basis for salvation do you even have? Noah's exterior is described as very foreign. His eyes are described to be... This freak that they have in all these videos with the crazy hair, always trying to tear down the biblical narrative, this Giorgio um, Tazakas, publisher of Legendary Times Magazine. I mean, this guy's a first-class devil straight from the pit of hellfire. And again, it's just one more line piece of, of literature that would, you know... Uh, you could find in any generation of any time era, you know, to try to discredit the word of God. That's all this is, as far as this po portion of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Glowing like sunbeams. His skin is glowing as well. Now, that's a very bizarre description. And so... And again, nowhere in the Bible does it ever indicate this. One has to ask the question, what if Noah was one of the extraterrestrials? Again, Could it be what if Noah was one of the extraterrestrials? Wouldn't that work out good for this Christ-hating devil? Because then he wouldn't have to answer to a god, the god of the Bible, you know, which would judge him. There's no heaven or hell then. We can cancel all that out. Do, do what thou will should be the whole of the law, like Aleister Crowley. That's what this is all about. This is all about because they don't want to be accountable to a holy god. At the end of the day, that's what the, the source of this is. And the devil loves it because as long as he gets you into hellfire and then the lake of fire where he's going to be, he, he's misery loves company and he wants a lot of company in the lake of fire ultimately. So he uses Christ hating devils like this to do his bidding and to try to deceive you. Ancient astronaut theorists suggest that the biblical figure of Noah was in fact an alien being. <laughs> so what is, so, okay. What are the implications there? Well, even if even if you believe the narrative of of the Ark, okay. Well, he was an alien. He was a Nephilim. Again, totally would contradict the the narrative of Genesis six that I just read you. Totally would make no sense whatsoever. Didn't happen. But if he was an alien, guess what, guys? We're all aliens <laughs> because we all came from Noah and his sons in some way, shape, or form. After they hit the reset button, there was no other humans on the planet. They got off the ark other than Noah um, and, you know, his wife and, and the uh, his sons and their wives. That's it. That was, that was it. That was all that was on the planet at that point. Is this the reason he is described as having a strange complexion and glowing eyes? Oh, you devils. You devils, History Channel. I tell you, may God rain down his fury on these devils. The key thing that's going on with Noah... Oh, so here's a reverend. He's wearing a priest collar. Reverend Barry Downing, PhD, author of the Bible and Flying Saucers. So I'm sure we'll get the truth from him. Pure in God's sight, and so is his family. Oh, so he's pure Nephilim in God's sight. So this fork-tongued devil from the pit of hellfire is going to try to convince you that, oh, this lines up with the Bible. He was pure in God's sight. He was a pure Nephilim. Yes, he was from a fallen angel. That procreated with and cheated, evidently, uh, Lamech, his wife, Noah's mom, cheated on 
you know, Lamech with this fallen angel, but he was pure in God's sight. It, again, makes no, no sense from a biblical narrative. Noah would have been an abomination in God's sight, not pure. This purity seems to be genetic as much as what you might call spiritual. Guys like that are, are his place in hell is going to be far worse than the average person. It's outer darkness, weeping, gnashing, wailing teeth. I mean, it, it talks about people that are trying to ride the basically ride the coattails of the Bible and are deceiving people. Um, their 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 punishment in hellfire and the lake of fire is probably going to be far worse than the average person. And so when God makes plans to wipe out the rest of humanity, what he's wiping out is the extraterrestrial dimension of humanity that has come about through the pollution of human genetics. Well, hold on. Noah was an extraterrestrial, so that doesn't make any sense. Could extraterrestrials have sent the Great Flood to cleanse the Earth of genetic mistakes and make Noah the father of a new version of humankind. <laughs> An alien hybrid According version. According to ancient stories, the world that Noah's descendants were born into was very different from the one that existed in pre-flood times, when gods, giants, fairies, and other creatures were said to share the planet with humans. The flood does seem to serve as a demarcation point. In the Bible, we read about how before the flood, people had longer lives. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. But let me let me back up a little bit. Where was Noah's name first mentioned in the Bible? Where where's the first point of mention? Okay, because uh, let let's see what the if, if the Bible says anything about Noah having like, you know, eyes that could light up the room or or with uh, moonbeams or whatever going out of them and and all of these other attributes. Well, here's what it says. Um, and in all the days Methuselah were 969 years and he died. He, he was the oldest man in the Bible, Methuselah. And Lamech, again, lived 180 and two years and begat a son. And he called his name Noah, saying, The same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands, because the ground which the Lord hath cursed. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah 595 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. And Noah was 500 years old and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay, does it say anything about Noah being Mr. Moonbeam boy and, and baby and all this other stuff? Okay, so again, we're just taught where this is all lies. There's no Bible. And this is why it's so important, again, to build your house on the solid rock of the word of God on Christ Jesus. Because, you know, you can go after all kind of crazy things out there that are going to get you to question uh, the word of God. All right, let's go back to this. So now they're talking about how why the lifespan's reduced. But then after the flood, shorter lives. Yeah. We see the same thing in Mesopotamian tradition with the Sumerian king list, where before the flood, we have kings that ruled the Mesopotamia with extraordinarily long lives. After the flood, the lengths of reigns of these kings becomes much shorter. Right. The other thing that... Okay, so here's why. Again, the person that I've seen that does the best job on this, and I would never recommend his ministry today, He's went totally off the rails in a horribly demonic way is Kent Hovind, okay? Kent Hovind. Um, 
if you look up Ken Hoven, maybe biblical flood narrative, you can probably find his videos online. He does the best explanation of anybody I've ever heard explaining why the lifespans shortened so much. And it was a combination of, I believe, three different things. One being there was a canopy at that time above the earth that shielded us from the UV radiation that we are getting hit with now. And all the other maybe cosmic radiations that may be hitting us, that would also be a big reason we age. What the canopy did also is not only did it shield us from that, but it pressurized the earth. It was a solid um, canopy around the whole earth. Um, it pressurized the earth as a result of that. In other words, the atmospheric pressure was about double of what it is now. Now you could say, well, how do you know? I'm going to prove that in a second. Another thing that happened as a result of the canopy and as a result of, I think, the plant life, remember, everything was bigger. Then you live longer. Everything was bigger. This is the this is the era of the dinosaurs that grew to be so gigantically huge. Why don't we have those anymore? Well, it's because they couldn't live in this environment. Their lungs couldn't get enough oxygen to power a brontosaurus. The lungs, though, then were fine for what the environments were. And this is why, if there were I'm sure there were dinosaur little baby dinosaurs on the ark. They probably died out pretty quick because they could not handle the lower oxygen and the lower atmospheric pressure the oxygen content was also double of the normal oxygen we, we would have now the atmospheric pressure was double essentially what am i describing i'm essentially describing you'd be living in a full-time hyperbaric chamber and you would never be bombarded by uv rays or gamma rays or any of those rays coming what would happen in that environment is that you would live to be very, very long. And because of all these different factors, you would heal very quick. You would grow very big. The plants would be bigger. The animals would be bigger. And again, he, uh, Ken Hovind does the best job of, sh of showing you like a lot of the fossilized things that were, have been uncovered. I mean, you see how big the fossils are for like, you know, T-Rex, brontosaurus. These are gigantic things. Um, and the reason is, is because with double the atmospheric pressure and double the oxygen content, your lungs didn't have to be as big because every time you took a breath, the atmospheric pressure was forcing more oxygen into your system. Plus you had double the oxygen. So you didn't have to breathe as much. After the flood, the like things like dinosaurs and things like that, most of them died out because they couldn't adapt to the new parameters. What happened after the flood? Well, it's not a it's not up for debate from a biblical standpoint. Is all all of a sudden all the lifespan started to, re to reduce? Well, that's because they didn't have the canopy overhead anymore, and they didn't have and that's what broke. That was part of what broke up. The canopy was like an ice canopy, and that is in part what broke up and one one of the reasons that it rained. Now it also said the fountains from below came up, but there was also rains. Okay, and that was most likely due to the canopy breaking up. Okay, but once the canopy was was gone, the atmospheric pressure went to where it is now. The oxygen content probably went to where it was at now or started to move in that direction at least. 
And then we were all of a sudden getting bombarded with UV rays and cosmic rays or whatever rays come from space that we were never getting hit before. This is why the lifespan went from, you know, Methuselah being 900 something or whatever to, again, the Bible even talks about it that, you know, the days of a man are going to be, I don't know, like 70 or whatever. 70. I mean, if, if by reason of strength 120 years i think is basically what the bible predicts is like the longest lifespan you could expect um this is why that happened there is a very good biblical reason why it happened and ken hoven did the best job of anybody i'd ever heard explaining that and it makes total biblical sense 100 percent. the bible doesn't get into the details on that but we can look at things like well how do you know the atmospheric pressure was double and um, the oxygen content was double. Here's why. Because they've gotten pieces of prehistoric amber, okay, which I believe is like the plant sap from, like, let's say a tree that was existed pre-flood. And what they do, they have a special way of measuring. They will, they will see, oh, there's an air pocket in the amber. You know what that's going to show us? That's going to show us what the atmosphere was like pre-flood. It's been preserved to this day. And if we can tap into that little air pocket and have enough of the right instrumentation in place, when we tap into it, we can determine what was the atmospheric pressure and what was the oxygen content. And maybe there's other things they can. When they have done that, what they have found is that the atmospheric pressure was about double and the oxygen content was close to double. Okay, this simulates a hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric chambers are amazing for like people that have had diving accidents, spinal cord injuries, burn victims. What it does is it puts you in a position where uh, you can do things from a bodily standpoint that you could never do without a hyperbaric chamber. A lot of people, if they broke their neck, if they would just get them into a hyperbaric chamber, they could recover. Christopher Reeves, the Superman guy, if they would have got him into a hyperbaric chamber, there's a higher, much higher likelihood he would have made a full recovery. Okay, because the oxygen is being forced in through the skin. It's not even dependent upon because you, okay, in this case, you could take the oxygen up to 100%, I guess, if you wanted, or 80. You could take it up even higher than it was uh, pre-flood or whatever. And you obviously hyperbaric chamber, um, the hard ones, you can really increase the atmospheric pressure and the oxygen to whatever parameters you want. You put a person in something like that, burn victims will heal way, way, way quicker. Spinal cord victims will actually recover when, if they didn't go in a hyperbaric chamber, they would never recover, okay, outside of God's intervention. Well, can you imagine living in a hyperbaric chamber just 24-7? That's pre-flood. That's why they lived so long, grew so big. Ken Hovind gets into how big like Noah's sons most likely were when they built the ark a cubit was different then because they were way bigger so the ark was huge and he gets into all that um that's the best explanation i've ever seen that he did on that um early kent hoven stuff on creationism is gold as far as i can see um it was one of the i mean it was so intriguing to me and why i ended up going down to his court case in pensacola i don't whenever that was i don't know seven eight nine years ago or whatever i went i drove down there and i'm not somebody that doesn't have a lot of free time i drove down there was 
like four days. And then I saw the crazy stuff he was bringing up in court. And I was like, oh, no, Kent, really? <laughs> and then he got out of jail and then all this other stuff happened. And it's like, oh, wow, really, really, really bad, horrible stuff. Multiple eyewitness accounts. And I'm like, this is the risk that anybody has that's in high level ministry you know pride coming in and i guess you not examining yourself the bible says if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged when pride comes in it blinds you and you start thinking that you don't have a problem that you're okay with god and evidently i can only believe that's what happened to him because the stuff that he has done recently in the last so many years is just so horrific. I have reported on it. Keen Ken Hoven. I don't have any pleasure in it, but um, I saw the red flags when I was down there in the court case. You know, literally there, going there to support him. So, um, anyway, yeah, what a bummer that whole thing is. Anyway, let's go back to this. Happened before this great demarcation. Oh, and this is another, one other thing. This is a reason why they will find dinosaurs that were flash frozen essentially in like the north pole or antarctic area why would that be well if you think about it if we had a canopy over us 24 7 the atmosphere is all contained the sun hitting the canopy is like dispersed it's it's not just coming into one area I'm not saying the temperature would be the same everywhere, but you're not going to have Arctic polar regions at the poles. Ken Hoven also explains that as well. Does a really good job on that. As a result, you would have dinosaurs in Antarctica or the North Pole area that were living in, let's say, some type of climate where it's not Arctic, it's not cold at all. But when the canopy broke up, all of a sudden, those areas became like they are now. And some of these, these um, like T-Rex and these big things, they have been found with fresh green leaves, even preserved or some type of thing like that, either in their stomach or in their mouth that they have actually found. He gets into all the actual case sightings of it or whatever. It's fascinating. Fascinating what actually happened when, when the... Uh, when the flood took place because it's not just you know it, there's a lot to it there's there's a lot of different um facets to it the gods were present among us the gods a, okay what the nephilim and the fallen angels this interaction between the human and the sacred the gods would guide us and they would be tempted there would be yeah, this is where we get the greek legends and this kind of garbage from these nephilim scum that were on the earth and or fallen angels that were guiding them Interaction that God might marry a mortal and then there would be descendants of the gods. Now the gods seem so far away. So there are these theories that this was the big shifting point in human history. Yeah, because God took chained up those fallen angels and threw them into a special compartment of hell called Tartarus, translated from the Greek. I believe it's first Peter that talks about it. You got to do the etymology of the, of the Greek word. But um, yeah, they're in a special compartment of hell to this day. Those fallen angels that fell most likely at Mount Hermon. We talked about Mount Hermon not too far ago, long ago. And um, that's why there was a big shifting. 
because they've been chained up and thrown in thrown into hellfire. Now, more may have fallen later because the Bible says that there were giants in those days and also after that. So most likely we might have had some other fallen angels falling in another incursion after the flood, which is where we would get more giants. It is really interesting to note that the interaction with these higher beings seems to only be located in the past. All these depictions of there were giants upon the earth or a time when man interacted with the gods. Where are the gods today? We only seem to have subtle interactions. It's curious to think... It's just, it's more subtle. The game plan satanically is more subtle. But as it was in the days of Noah, according to Jesus, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Okay, so I understand that it says, in, uh, it also says that in the days of Lot, as in the days of Lot, so shall it be. Well, we already see that. I mean, look, look at the LGBTQ trans thing. We know we're in the days of Lot. Okay, why should we question that we're also in the days of Noah? He said that even first before the days of Lot. <laughs> we are in the days of Noah. It's just the game plan is more subtle. It's this whole alien agenda. It's this whole hybrid breeding thing. That was the biggest thing going on in Noah's day is the breeding program. Fallen angels and humans. And then you have all these alien abductions. And you have guys like Daniel Davis, um, David Daniels, documenting all of this. It's going on. It's just more covert. It's more subtle. It's a different way it's being presented why that might have been what was it about this great flood this dividing line in history that caused the separation of god and man it could god be and you mean he means gods he means fallen angels that were chained up in tartarus okay that's most likely exactly why there was the separation because they weren't around to be you know revered or worshiped and their prodigy was gone, at least initially, until it, you know, reared its ugly head. Okay, so also after that, again, let me just read that to you. Um, let's see here, Genesis 6. Oh, and here in Genesis 6, 3, <laughs> after the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they took them wise all that they chose. What did God say? He said, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is also flesh. Yet his days shall be in 120 years. So the maximum lifespan God was proclaiming right then is going to be 120 years. And then guess what happened? The flood. And that would be about the maximum lifespan anybody would ever live. I mean, these people were living to be 900 years old. And he says that. And again, what's the physiological reason? What I just told you. About the canopy, the atmospheric pressure, the double oxygen, the the not getting hit with all the rate uh, uh, rays from space and the sun that would age you. That's why. Um, yeah, and and again, Genesis six four, and there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that. But those initial fallen angels that most likely fell at Mount Hermon that committed these abominations with the women and procreated with women, they were they were put in a special compartment of hell. And again, where does it say that? Jude 1, 6. And here is the New Testament confirming that this actually happened. And the angels which kept not their first estate, that word estate means home or abode, meaning these are the ones that fell in Noah's day, but left their own habitation, 
He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, again, these angels were going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Everlasting change under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. It is a special compartment of hell. Yeah. Okay, so the other verse where it talks about a special compartment of hell, um, again, we are looking at Second uh, Peter 2, 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and again, this is the angels that fell in Genesis 6, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. This is a special compartment of hellfire that we're talking about here. Um, one of the, um, the, the word for hell in this one is only used in this one time um, ever. It's not used any other time, okay? And it is the word um, Tartaru, let's see. Strong's G, 5020. Tartarao. Whoa, whoa. Tartarao. Okay. Tartarao. Okay. Tartarus, the deepest abyss of hell. It's only used one time in reference to these angels. It is a special compartment of hell just for them. Okay. Um, so, anyway, they got a special punishment for what they did to humanity that our evolution depended upon a natural upbringing, an upbringing that was not contaminated by this notion that we're not alone in the universe. It could be a necessary part of the human development. <laughs> New age gobbledygook. Anyway, um, so, yeah, really got off on a tangent there. Oh, man. Whew, I am losing altitude. It's 255. Um, okay, I've been meaning to cover this for a very long time. No explanation for a mystery liquid falling from the sky over a neighborhood. I'm starting this out to get you to understand they've talked about this in mainstream news reports, and this isn't, I'm sure, the only area that that's happened. This is from KTN News Las Vegas, which is on, you know, is where we had the thing happen lately with the uh, alien in the backyard and, and the the thing falling out of the sky that was caught on door cams and all that other stuff. Now, this is from a year ago, and they're um, talking about this in the local news. Let's go ahead and... Well, rain is not very common in the valley, but these droplets falling in the northeast are something else entirely. Yeah, apparently it's a dark-colored liquid that's kind of oily to the touch, falling from the sky and covering a neighborhood near Charleston and Hollywood. Thanks for joining us at 11. I'm Dave Corvassier. And I'm Trisha Keen. Well, people living in the area say they have no idea where the drops are coming from. 13 Action News I mean, reporter... Rain is supposed to fall from the sky, not black goo. Lancy spent the day trying to get answers. Sean. People here in the eastern part of the valley are completely perplexed over these brown, black, almost oily-looking droplets that are falling from the sky. They're everywhere. They're over all of these cars. They're over an RV in the back of the lot. They're all over this basketball court. The big question is, what are they, and why are they falling from the sky? Helicopters through here. Marco Cervantes is at war with, well, something. See on the floor? Something that's been falling from 
somewhere. It could also be grease, oil, I, I don't know. Here, there, everywhere, thousands of little black and brown droplets have rained on Cervantes' property consistently, he says, for the last three to four weeks. It's very hard for me to maintain my vehicles. Um, it's very, very difficult to be outside of my yard knowing that you can't even cook a barbecue or anything like that and you get droppings on your food. Neighbors all refused an on-camera interview, but each and every one said they've experienced the same thing with no explanation. Cervantes questioned whether the droplets could have come from planes. So they would come straight this way and swing that way. Out over the mountain range? Correct. But he says contacting the FAA has yielded no answers. Cervantes worries that the substance could be toxic or harmful and wants answers. I would like somebody to take action and help me determine what this is and obviously figure out a solution. We've reached out to the FAA, the Nevada Department of Conservation. <laughs> no way it's coming from planes. I can understand if they were chemtrailing or something with this stuff. There's, It's everywhere. Okay, so how is it coming from just a one or two planes? And I mean... It, it makes no sense. And the State Division of Environmental Protection to get an explanation for this. And as of right now, we haven't heard back. Sean Delancey, 13 Action News. Yeah, because they have probably nothing to do with that. Um, or maybe from a governmental standpoint, only the Lord knows like what they might know. But uh, I wanted to just start out with that. Then I saw this video the other day. What is in our water supply? Black goo. This is from Logic Through Authority, I think. Um, he was also one of the ones talking about the humming that was going on that I reported on recently. And um, I'm going to go ahead and play part of this video, which is pretty intriguing stuff here. For authority. The following is a recorded conversation between myself, Daniel Alexander Cannon, and a gentleman in Tennessee that is finding a self-organizing black goo that is glowing in a pool. So He said it's glowing in a pool, a self-organizing black goo. Let's take a look at that and listen to the conversation, but first, you might want to see this. This is from a movie, and I don't know what exact movie this is, but it's a scene in a movie that it shows like this woman that is sitting in a chair and this black goo is just moving, moving, moving up her body. You have to understand, this has been... Hollywood has tried to shove this concept of the black goo down our throats from multiple, multiple different angles, Okay. Just like the alien agenda. This has also been a gigantic theme that has been done. And the movie shows like this guy behind this woman. He's going to shoot her. And I guess he realizes she's probably evil. And this black goose coming up further and further on her body and taking her over. It shows the black goo going up her neck. And taking over her body essentially. play the whole clip because it, it's a really long clip but it just it takes over her body and like she just kind of ceases to be there and then she goes i don't know she like 
goes into the ether and starts some takeover okay um it's predictive programming and hollywood has done a lot of this in order to brainwash the masses um to prepare for also this aspect of wickedness that is coming now i'm going to go ahead and skip ahead now to when david alexander from logic before authority starts to interview this man that has a very similar i believe calling to mine um he goes out and prays over places and um uh, he's describing what he's doing here uh i'm only going to play to the 17 minute mark it goes to about the 42 minute mark if you want to hear the whole thing but um let me just see here i'm gonna okay they're just showing the end of the movie clip here and i don't it's unnecessary you, you're not seeing it anyway so good morning sir good morning you got some okay now i really apologize about the audio quality there's nothing i can do it's horrible but I feel like the information is important enough, and I've been meaning to do a study on black goo. I probably have done some. On, if you key in black goo in the keyword search box, that contain, you probably find some stuff. But um, this is a little bit more comprehensive. Weird photos there, my brother. And it goes even more so. I just sent those too so you would get an idea. I work. I do okay, so these are photos of the bottom of a pool. And it's showing that this black goo that's been falling into this particular pool of these Christians, that the black goo, what they're saying is it's falling into the pool and then it's starting to move together to attract itself to the other black goo in the pool. Now, this is a very common theme. The I remember that story about the Falkland Islands where the military was guarding barrels of this stuff. You probably find it online. Falkland Islands Black Goo. You can probably hear it right now if you go to YouTube. Keyword search. And they described that when you went into where the Black Goo was, they were in barrels and that they were it was sentient. It, it had an intelligence to it. And that it was attracted, I believe, to other Black Goo that if it was in the same room they would try to get to one another so it could form bigger masses and that's what was happening in this movie clip that you couldn't see but if you want to watch it you can it was the black goo was like kind of all going into her and in this video in this pool evidently the black goo that's getting into the pool falling from the sky is hitting the bottom and then it's very very slowly moving to where it's in this big mass that's congealing at the bottom of the pool so in other words it's like it's displaying intelligence it's on the ground spiritual warfare in fact i was called in your state uh back when the hurricane hit i was at columbia columbia i uh did about 65 places in columbia and then another 50 something in lexington what do you mean? You got, what are you? I think that's South Carolina. Clearing um, demonic spirits and stuff. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. I go and lay anointed hands on it. I let the Holy Spirit show me what needs to be found. I find what's in there. 
break any of the, the oaths or pledges or all of that, present that to the court of heaven. And then, according to Isaiah 58, honors the people who have been back. Wow. That sounds like amazing work, my brother. So, well, it's just, you know, I'm, he has been uh, forgiven much, you know? Yep. yep. So, in this particular instance, I don't mean to take up your time, but in this particular instance, I've been working with a couple of ladies over in Winchester, which is about 50 miles from where I'm at. I'm in Manchester. But they called me about the swimming pool. And the swimming pool is above ground pool. It's probably got a diameter of both 15, 20 feet. Okay. And the entire bottom of that pool is covered with that stuff that you see. Okay. So I went over to take a look and see what it is that Adam stirred up. They had cleaned that pool a week before. Okay. This all, we had some rains come through. This all washed down out of the clouds. Okay. Now, what, what you're, you're discussing as far as vibration goes, the weird part is the whole bottom surface of that is littered with those things, and they're all moving to that picture I showed you. They're, they're moving towards it and, yeah, they're, and they're gathering together? All the way around. Okay, so all these little black little uh, things of... I don't know, black goo or whatever at the bottom, they're scattered, but they are all moving to the central location where this main mass of this black stuff is in the bottom of the pool. So it's like they're, they're it's like it has this intelligence. Moving in a circular pattern while moving in towards yes. the center? All the whole swimming pool. Okay. So I had them turn the pump off so I get a better look at it. The, the pool is probably about five feet deep. Right. Um, but so the top of the water isn't trouble, I get a better look. That's when I noticed that everything from every size, even those that were smaller than a dime, were all glowing. Glowing. Like it looks like in the picture. You can see that with your eye, make it eye. Yes, sir. Wow. And it doesn't, uh, no matter which way you go, because at first I thought it was just prisming of the water, the sunlight through the water, but it wouldn't be right along the edge, and you would have the prism all across the top of it as well. And then I changed locations looking at the same item, and uh, the, the, the colors did not change. If you notice on one side of that picture, it's at the bottom of the pool. And that picture of that stuff is about, oh, half again the size of a basketball. Okay. It's uh, blue going to purple. And he's showing these pictures over and over of this actual pool. If you want to watch the video, you can see it. Now, you're not going to see anything move because these are still pictures. But, yeah, it's what it looks like. Five. And consistent with that side. Then you look at the outer side of it, and it's going red to yellow. Okay. The color, the, the, the actual, the color, the glowing color, the glowing color itself. What color is yes. it producing? What color is the glowing? On on one side, if you take a look and you expand that picture up, you will see on one side it will be blue going to purple. Okay. Then you look at the other side, and it'll be red going to yellow. Okay. Okay. 
those are uh, typically in nature, those colors are colors that say danger. Right. And so when you take a look at this in that whole pool, every, and that, that the pool is littered all across the bottom. There's not probably... And they cleaned it a week ago. Was this stuff in yes. there before when they cleaned it? Or only... Yes. Now, to get to that, uh, they had had trouble getting that pool clean. Uh, the, the pool stayed green, and they take it into the, the chemical company, and they check it, and they say, I don't know why it's green. It's perfectly balanced. Yeah, that would be rare. I, I used to, <laughs> in Florida... I used to actually have pool accounts where I, I mean, not only my parents' pool, we had the biggest pool where we lived at the subdivision. Um, my dad had to always go big or go home. And um, I had my pool. We had numerous fountains around the house. I pretty much had to, I think, clean those. I had, uh, I think, the next door neighbor. At one point, I actually had a commercial account. I think over one summer, I actually had a person. Not, not only was I mowing a whole apartment complex but i also had the i took care of the pool and what you do is you have pool testing kits and the testing kits have little chemicals you use and, and you do samples and you you test the you test for muriatic acid and you test for chlorine and if you're in the parameters of the right amounts of muriatic acid and chlorine well then the pool what will happen is is it's not conducive to algae growth okay algae should not form you have to have both the muriatic acid and the chlorine, okay? And those aren't good chemicals. I don't, you know, I, I know there's a lot. I think there's more natural ways you can do it, but at the time, I didn't know any of this. Anyway, um, so they're, what they're saying is if there's all this algae in the pool, and yet the testing that they're doing, and again, you can just buy a testing kit and do it. I don't know if they were going even further than that they were taking it somewhere to get them to test it and they were saying yeah the, the everything's balanced so you shouldn't have all this green algae growth in the pool in other words okay now what was also going on as a side note in your state with uh, david beverly you're wearing a jesus freak okay yeah i know i'm, I'm familiar with him talking to him he has the same kind of didn't notice it glowing or not, but he had trouble getting it off. Because once it's set, you can't scrape it up. Oh, man. So what's it? My personal opinion is that I'm dealing with bio-enhanced graphene oxide. So he's saying what he thinks he's dealing with is bio-enhanced graphene oxide. Okay. Which, again, they, again, we talked a lot about graphene oxide, how it's in the shots, how they're trying to put it in a lot of stuff, how it can have a sentience, like an intelligence about it. It has a high affinity to get into your brain if you took the shots. Um, it's integrally related with 5G. It's probably integrally related with the concept of black goo. Uh, it's not good, not good stuff, and most likely they are spraying it on us as well. Okay. Did you gather a sample by chance? Yes, sir. Okay. Good, 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 good. I yeah. talked to Celeste Sola. I don't know if you know her. Say your name again. And, uh, Celeste Sola. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm familiar with her. She caused them to get sending them to just any lab because they will not send you the results back. They send it to, to the Department of Homeland Security. 
And she said, We're trying to get a hold of Dane Wigginson because he has his own lab. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I've got uh, both drives. Yeah, you wouldn't want to get this tested in any kind of uh, official mainstream place. You would want to get it tested um, in somebody that had their own private lab where you can actually get real results, in other words. Frozen samples, I can send you. Whatever you do, don't lose a portion of the sample. Hang on. They're to actually even showing the sample that he's got on, on the screen. And, and don't send everything. I've got to figure a way. They went in. Let me get to the rest of the story. I'm sorry. I'm uh -huh. getting talked and I don't mean to take up your time. No, this is important. Uh, this is important. No, I wouldn't be speaking with you. This they went in to clean the pool. The kids had a pool cleaned up except for that residue at the bottom, and they just thought it was dirt. Right. So the dirt don't the grow. Gets in the pool and starts cleaning it. And the kids are swimming in it, right? Okay, so the, I guess the kids that were cleaning it got in the pool and started swimming in it. She uh, gets out, and her legs got aching so bad, and she had a headache that she had to sit down for two hours before it cleared. Mm. The 11 year old boy had a headache and nausea. And the 10 year old girl passed out. Oh, oh my. So, this is not something that, that you know, that's why I'm trying to get to see how widespread because when they're spraying, they're not spraying just one area, they're spraying thousands of miles. Oh, yeah. And if it's hitting David Beverly's pool, and he's in what they tell to be. Uh, and how wide what, what state is what, what city and state is this pool in Tennessee okay it's in Winchester Tennessee so we're talking the entire east coast maybe probably and if you take a look at it the stuff that's in there is also going to be in the natural water supplies they're going to be on the plant Gonna be in the soil. Don't call me in Tennessee. I'm originally from Texas. Don't call me in here to do spiritual warfare. So I live in a little trail uh, that only has a half work. But at the trailer park where I'm sitting, I have a deck. We're in August, and my deck has dead leaves all over it, like it was fall. Right. So we're having like a definite situation occur. Well, we, what, we, what we have to do is if I take these images and if we tell this story um, and put a video up and asking people to confirm uh, if the, this is happening in pools and if they're seeing these things, anything like this in other places and where. And if it's widespread, there'll be people that have noticed. They might not know what to think. They might not know what it is. They might not know what to think. They might not even pay that close of attention. They may think it's just dirty, dirty pool or something wrong with the water. But uh, if it's widespread, if we go out with these images or and any other others that you have, and maybe you speak well, so um, you know we could do a video and talk about it, or I can just do it by myself. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I've never done videos or anything like that. My 
Well, you you don't have to you don't have to show your face if you don't want to. I'm sorry. I was saying you don't have to have your face showing or anything. I don't show mine a lot of times when it comes to my logic before authority channel. You know. Oh well, that would be nice. Like I said, I'm clear Tennessee from Chattanooga to Nashville. Okay. And from West Tennessee River to just east of Sparta. Okay. Matter of fact, this phone call right, right now, my cell phone is actually recording this phone call, I think. I'll have to double check. But I think it might be recording. If it is, we could actually use this conversation as the recording, as the, the audio for the video. That will help awaken, uh, awaken our brothers and sisters to the overall attack of the enemy. Is greatly, greatly appreciated, my brother. Yeah, well, uh, that's exactly what we're we are uh, gonna do. That's exactly that, what uh, I do. The first thing that you were talking about was the moment because that that uh, piece that I, I sent you from the swimming pool. Uh huh. That's not dead center. This pool is not concave. It's flat bottom. Right. Right. The typical and about there. Uh, up six steps to the, to the pool, it is uh, to your right about four feet out. So there's not a central locale or reason for that mass gathering where it's at. But all of it is circular around And the things are moving, you're saying, and it's not water current moving the, the things around? Yeah, you can sit and watch it and you won't see anything move. But if you take a look at the picture I sent you, uh, about four inches around it, you don't see much of anything. It's all comes into that gathering. Okay. And when you look at uh, the others that are in there, there's there's this, it stains the pool where it has moved. Okay. Do you have any? Do you have yeah. A- now, I mean, I I just to harken back to my days of pool cleaning, and man, I put in many, many hours mowing lawns and cleaning pools, and I never encountered anything ever in all my years of cleaning different pools. Some of them didn't have screen enclosures. Most of them did, where you had staining, something falling into the pool like this, and staining it as well, and having some kind of sentience where it all wanted to move together. Um, into one mass. Access by chance to a microscope or anything like that? No, sir. I, I work on uh, my post uh, security, which is fifteen hundred a month. Mm-hmm. And whatever I have left over goes into gas money, and I go take on what I got to take on. Right. And Tennessee is one tough state. I tried to reach out to this uh, Daniel guy and explain to him who I was and explain how a very similar calling to this gentleman they're talking about, and he ignored me. At least so far, he's ignored me. I sent it to him several days ago, which is typical. That's what I usually get whenever I reach out to any other uh, ministry online. It's just ignored. So I, I wasn't surprised. Right. Okay. I've dealt with things here I've never dealt with, and I usually the, the reason being is that I'm I'm wondering if this man has a ministry or some way to reach out to him. That's all. I mean, and I wasn't trying to be invasive or anything, but oh well. 
I bet you it's uh, getting, getting intense. That's where they purified a lot of the uh, nuclear fissionable materials for the uh, bombs used in World War II. Fat Man and Little Boy were, uh, I believe, uh, that's where it came from, Oak Ridge. Now, I didn't know they had a particle collider there, too. But evidently, what he's saying is there's all kind of things that are manifesting there. Yep. Right. They've got a collider there, I think. Yes, sir. They mm -hmm. sure do. Hmm. Uh, I took the ladies and so they were going to show me this place and what I saw there spiritually, and it took them about two and a half hours to get normal again, just pulling up into the driveway. We didn't even go up to, because there were kids in the car, and uh, they're like open channels, and I stopped them right there, and I'll... I'll so they couldn't, he couldn't even get up into the Oak Ridge parking lot because of whatever spiritual things were going on there. And the ladies that were there were just not right. If you're not called to this type of thing, you do not want to just, and you should pray and fast before you even think about going. Um, make sure you're called and, um, you know. I guess it's chauvinistic, but I think this would be more like when you're when you're going to confront potential cryptozoological creatures, Bigfoot, and these types of things. I, I think it should be more a man's calling to do something like that. I mean, if you're going to go out there and engage the darkest entities, that's what I pray for. I, I want the darker, the better, the more powerful. I, I want it all um, through the Lord, through the Lord. That's it. That's it for His name his name to be glorified many be saved but um you don't want to really enter into it lightly i've done uh, many studies on like when i've went out and you know how all the witches and warlocks will try to kill us and astral project into here and uh oh jasmine the black-eyed witch you can key that one in um get a little picture of her uh it's real the the war is real it's real. Now, I'm not saying women can't engage in this type of thing. I just think if you're going to go be boots on ground and you're going to really go, just make sure you're called. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to like tell anybody what their calling is, you know, but, um, in this particular case, these women could not handle what they were experiencing. And he, there were, I guess, children in the car and they, that probably wasn't real wise, wise to uh, proceed with that. So yeah, you got to be you got to be super careful um, on these types of missions or, or trips you take. Okay, so they were talking a little bit about cryptids. The, the audio got real bad for a while, and I'm going to play a little bit more of this. I was going to stop at the one, but it's really, man, this is really in my wheelhouse, and uh, it's very few people that do this, what he's doing. Um, so this is really intriguing. Things, all kind of crazy stuff. All supernatural well, I stuff. Did. I was supposed to go over to the, the two ladies' house for a little miss uh, celebrating the birthday. <laughs> and I think it's the ladies' houses who have this pool. 
and they were celebrating a birthday, and I think they wanted him to maybe come over and pray over this pool or whatever. And they need to pray over the pool and over them and uh, repent to the earth and to the water. They're showing on shore, someplace on shore, where there's a, like, it looks like a big black bunch of almost seaweed, and it's literally moving. Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with this, but man, it, it looks like it has intelligence. Uh, oh, wow. That is insane. I had some work I needed to do over there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, on the way over there... These are just random videos he's playing in the background, but anyway, he said on the way over there... Uh, Brother Daniel, I passed out for a second behind the wheel. Wow. Usually when something is around me, I'll sense it. But I there was no warning, and I just, just for, it wasn't even a whole second, but enough that it startled, because I don't do that. So he passed out behind the wheel, just going over there to pray over this pool. And when I got to their house, I got so drained <clears throat> that I didn't even get to stay for the party. I had to come back home. Yeah, he didn't get to stay for the party or probably pray over the pool. He got so drained just going over there. He was probably being targeted by maybe spirits that didn't want him there. Uh huh. Yeah, I have. And we've got several things. I'm sorry, go ahead, please. I was just going to say, I understand pretty well what you're talking about, about the draining of the energy and things like that. I do. Yes, sir. I do hands up. I don't tell anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and stop it there just for time's sake. Um, if you want to listen to the rest, I give you the link here. It's it's the link that says okay, what's in our water supply block? He doesn't give who the man is. He doesn't give any way to contact him. Anything about his ministry? I even checked every single link that this David Daniels guy had. Uh, his website link. Um, well, he's got a long, lot of ways you can donate to him, though. But uh, all of his Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all and and his um, and his website, they're all defunct. None of none of the links work, as far as I can see. No, I mean I just even rechecked it just for argument's sake. I'm not I'm not speaking ill of the guy. I'm just saying four different links he provides. David Daniels. I thought well maybe he's got a little bit more um, on his website about this or maybe on one of the social media not one of the links works and i'm like why are you putting out links that don't work <laughs> for ways to get a hold of you or, or 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 no more now he does put his email but that's not right i did email him and he didn't he didn't uh he didn't uh i guess he just ignored it anyway um so let's go further. What does black goo and graphene oxide have to do with Lady Gaga's perfume, Kim Kardashian's costume, and Greta Thunberg? And this was from October of 2021. And this is just a a little tiny thing regarding this on, on how it's being uh, shoved down our throats from Hollywood and good old greedy Greta Thunberg, the, the one that said, how dare you, you know, that one. Um... On September 28th, the Facebook user Katrine Marinelli published a picture depicting the Swedish environment activist Greta Thunberg with a black liquid flowing onto her face. I mean, it looks just like you think of the black goo. 
It's and I there's a picture of it here if you want to see it. It's really creepy. The author of the post claimed that the black substance is graphene oxide. Well, well it probably is. A day earlier, on September 27th, a post by a religious Facebook account proclaimed that Greta Thunberg had joined the club of the Black Blunt Liquid Worshippers. According to the video, celebrities including Lady Gaga, Billie Eilish, uh, Madonna, Rihanna, worship the black goo liquid and one can often observe this symbol in pop culture and film industry. I've seen multiple, multiple videos particularly of, of women that are in the, the music industry in Hollywood or in Hollywood in that whole genre um, where they make these videos and it's central it the central theme is this black goo going into them defiling them them gravitating toward it I mean so many I could probably do if if I had all that I could probably do a 20 part study on black goo this is a very very abbreviated uh study regarding that whole thing um it's this is an exhaustive this is just a little kind of taste of of that whole subject that i've been meaning to do for a long time okay so um on the same day a facebook post published by dr charlotte's linked the graphene oxide with the lady gaga perfume called lady gaga femme which evidently the perfume is black. Um, they say, and it shows Lady Gaga here what with like I don't know like the perfume and it's it's a it's in like this. I, I guess it's a glass bottle, with and it's black. Why would you have a black perfume? Now evidently they say when you put it on you, it does it's not black anymore. So I don't know how they're pulling that off, but um, it's linked to the graphene oxide lady gaga feminine we know she's an absolute total luciferian satanist and then we have kim kardashian's costume for the 2021 met gala where she comes and she's dressed fully 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 in black okay so you know that's weird okay then and this is the last part the biggest um oh actually no hold on yeah this is this is a this is a actual thing from wired dot com which isn't you know obviously a secular magazine but it's it says the biggest threat to humanity with a question mark black goo seen most recently in sci-fi shows like westworld and severance but previously in stranger things and the x-files prometheus and aliens the movies the sinister the sinister substance also exists in the real world this year alone black goo the science fictional name for the science factual graphene oxide has seeped its way into not one but two sci-fi shows severance and westworld and again this is all predictive programming they're not doing this because they're trying to be cute it's in all these music videos it's in all these shows it's depicted it was in the show that um i played earlier and i don't even know what movie that was okay anyway um if uh and then it says three if you count stranger things meaning places it was at well you could probably 300 400 i don't know 500 places this black goose appeared in um where it was cited in earlier seasons the sightings are too consistent to be coincidental they are signs that cannot be ignored start with westworld whose latest season finds the robots in complete control of humankind this they accomplish uh the robot in chief indicates using a combination of flies parasites and yes black goo so evidently that was the fun stuff they were running off 
to um, take complete control of humankind. Oh, okay, sounds like something that Satan would conjure up. I mean, Beelzebub is the lord of the flies, so, you know. We see vats of this stuff in a hidden layer, glistening sickly. It seems to be the medium in which parasites are grown. A callback to the first major appearance of black goo in the OG, the original goo itself, which was pure the purity virus of the X-Files. We'll talk about that. In the middle of season three, you remember French salvagers. This is X-File, season three. French salvagers discover an alien vessel deep in the ocean and mysteriously die. But a diving suit belonging to one of them is covered. Um, Mulder discovers in some kind of black oil. Black goo is variously referred to as black oil, black cancer, black bile, black blood, etc. All the same stuff. Is it possible the oil is, as he later puts it, a medium used by alien creatures to body jump? That as far as Westworld, that's as far as Westworld takes it, um, would be black goo as a medium. But X-Files shows the whole truth. Thanks to the science-minded Scully, we learn in season five that the body snatcher in some sort of some sort of veniform organism that gets attracted to the pineal gland. Translation, black goo isn't just a medium, it's also a monster. Well, we know it has sentience, essentially, meaning it's some type of demonic living thing, evidently. Or it can be that. Okay. Um Sometimes the victims of black engouement in the X-Files survive so long as the stuff safely, if violently, self-ejects from the eyes and mouth. Not so much the victims in the Alien franchise, an Alien movie, which constitute the goo's best-known modern manifestation. As one of the franchise's tie-in video games puts it, quote, any living thing that comes into direct contact with the black goo known technically in this universe as chemical A0-3959X.91.15 will die either horribly, give birth to monsters, or become a monster themselves. You see a lot of this unrecoverable infection also in the movie Prometheus. Also in the movie Raka, which is a little-known short film by Neil Blokamp, where Sigourney Weaver leads a last hurrah she was famous in a the alien the original alien leads a last hurrah in 2020 texas against alien colonizers that are equipped with black goo weaponry that can somehow both control minds and obliterate buildings okay so this has been shoved down our throats from hollywood from multiple multiple different angles in multiple decades now going all the way back to x-files you know into the i don't know 90s or whatever who it probably appeared before that but you know just can't know it all x files and again if you want to see like just as a reference tool where did this black goo appear okay um season one the erlemeyer flask uh first reference is to purity not specified as black oil and then in season three the episode piper maru apocrypha in season four, Tunguska season, uh, yeah, Tunguska season four, and Terma, and then in season five, Patient X, and then the red and the black. These are different episodes. The X File movie, it also appeared in. Then, the X File game. I guess there's a video game. I guess no. Hold on, X File the game. The beginning, season six, two fathers, one son, Vienna, and the truth. I don't know. These are different. I think episodes. I don't know. Um. Black oil is first seen in the 
X-File episode as an infection in Venom. First appearance was in Piper Maru and last appearance was in Venom. Okay, so these are just different episodes it was in. Purity more commonly refers to as black oil and called the black cancer by the Russians is an alien virus that thrived in an underground thrived underground on earth in petroleum deposits. The virus is capable of entering humanoids and assuming control of their bodies. It has a sentience, meaning it has an intelligence, and is capable of communicating. It was revealed to be the life force of the alien colonists, which they seemingly use to reproduce their kind, as well as infect other alien races in order to conquer the universe. The syndicate, in cooperation with the alien colonists, developed a delivery mechanism that would be used to introduce this black goo virus into an unsuspecting public upon colonization. The syndicate, however, secretly tried to create a vaccine to protect themselves, always have the vaccine to come to control. And evidently the vaccine was codenamed Purity Control. While the Purity Control project ultimately fails, a rival Russian shadow group was successful in developing a weak vaccine that eventually fell into the hands of the syndicate. After the events of the 1998 film, I, I guess of their the X-Files film, yeah, the syndicate as well as Mulder and Scully learn the black oil can take over a host's body or incubate within other life forms, including, including humans. The third season episode of Piper Maru marked the first occurrence of the black goo. Um, and the last appearance was the episode Viennin, and it shows a picture of the guy's eyes. He's possessed by the black oil in Piper Maru. And then the black oil will go on to play a much larger role in the series. Now, it reminds me of one of the comments because I looked at the comments below this video of Daniel Alexander interviewing this gentleman that we heard. And, um, I mean, this one lady said six days ago, me and my kids stayed at a hotel in Maryland a few days ago, and they had a pool. This was after the storms last week. We had a tornado that came through here that wasn't reported on the news. My son, who didn't have a loose tooth, went swimming for a few hours, got in the water, got water in his mouth, and his tooth fell out that night. By the next day, my other son had diarrhea, and we all weren't feeling well either. Just wanted to comment. Well, this is very similar to what Daniel Alexander, or, or the gentleman, was saying with the ladies with the pool. I mean, he got, the one time he went over there just to pray, he got so drained and sick and almost passed out at the wheel. So, um, there's that. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking for some more comments here. Wow, this guy said six days ago, the trees here in Michigan, many are dying off. I have a large wooded lot and I cut dying trees on my property for firewood. The last tree I cut at the base of it had what looked like black veins in the pitch of the tree behind the dark behind the bark. Whoa. Oh, that's not good. You fig you figure if they're spraying it all over, then they're gonna uh it's gonna be in the, the, the trees and the plants and the stuff like that. I mean all these people are, are commenting on that one gentleman's comment and they're saying that I have tracked health of local trees here in P and W and it is astonishing how many are dying off. Other trees are in distress mode. Another third have become vulnerable to, to diseases and other tree killing conditions. It spreads and destroys and let's not forget the groundwater and soil will have effects too. Another comment said, my plants are dying 
here in Southwest Florida, that's where I was from, plants that are really hard to kill in this human environment. Another comment, here in New Jersey, same thing, the trees are dying everywhere, it's starting to worry me, it's like terraforming the planet. Yeah, well they are terraforming. They're terraforming the planet to you know kill everything off. South Florida here, same side situation, palm trees look crispy, dried out. Um, Man, yeah, crazy stuff here. Another comment. I watched a video on BitChute years ago entitled Rachel Black Goo. I still think it's there. It's about Rachel telling her story as a super soldier being trained in a secret underground base along with other younger children and that they use this black goo on them to turn them into soulless killing machines. Which a lot of times is how it's portrayed even in these music videos. Like it takes you over. It possesses you. And it turns you into like this you know, soulless killing machine, this demonic monster. Um, she says, another lady says, I live in eastern Oklahoma, have a black mold ring in my toilet as well. I asked my other half, why in the world would mold ring form in a toilet that is flushed several times per day? We have to pray over and anoint our homes in the name of Jesus and get ready for spiritual warfare on a huge scale. The trees are turning early here as well, meaning they're they're starting to, the leaves are starting to change. We have looked weird for the past few years. We are under attack. And yeah, that brings up a good point. Kian anointing oil in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I tell you how to make the, the anointing oil that you play the King James Bible through if you want to do that. Supercharge your anointing oil. And, and that was straight from a deliverance minister in Tasmania, Pete, that used it when he was dealing with Satanists and Luciferians and found it highly, highly effective. I've been making my batch my crop since boy boy long time i've got the bottles labeled but some of them i think i labeled after so i know i got stuff in there from 2019 that kjv has been playing through it for like you know four years straight you know um that's a great point though annoying your house and your property and, and these types of things um this one guy said, I live in Alaska. I do. I have a car. I do not drive in the winter. This spring, I scraped the top of the sunroof with a razor blade, put it on a paper, and used a magnet under the paper. So much magnetic stuff there. Now, that's graphene oxide is, I believe, highly magnetic. Okay. I washed the car, didn't drive it. Then it snowed. I did the test again. Same results. They're spraying us with black goo, mold, barium, and aluminum. Now, aluminum want to be um, magnetic, but barium or the uh, graphene oxide i believe wood yes i believe is highly magnetic and and this is one of the reasons people were getting magnetized after the covid 19 shots and and only god knows what they're putting it in now as well what other shots and stuff so um the again the remedy on the magnet the best remedy on that is um for the magnetic part is the fulvic acid that one fulvic acid that i have i had listener tell me it demagnetized her I've got the testimony and everything. Also, NAC and um, bromelain, the pineapple enzyme, supercharges the NAC if you want to go that right. You you would, you would wouldn't want to do just the bromelain by itself. You'd want to do it with NAC if you're going to do it. But if you could only do one thing, you would do NAC. You do fulvic acid. Uh, you do natokinase to keep your blood flowing nice and clear. Um, the other lady was saying the EDTA chelation was super essential to keep your blood clear as well. Um, I, I got into that, uh, I think the last study I did, the doctor there, 
So, Michaela. Um, so there is a lot you can do internally to get rid of this stuff. I mean, this is a big one, okay? For a while now, I've been noticing the water coming out of my faucets in my home has a black color tinge to it. Ugh, I've been noticing other things as well. The trees and bushes. In my, I hope he's not drinking that water. Um, the trees and brushes, bushes in my yard as well as the ones in my town have black veins in them now. Just like that guy was saying about the, the tree he was saying through the sap. And they have clear, slimy-looking substances all over them. I, I also see what looks to be like tiny, curvy, black worms or snake-looking things standing up out of the grass. Ooh, wow. But I see them on other objects as well. This is not real snakes or worms I am seeing them in. Man. Whew. Wow. This is some heavy stuff. I mean, really, and again, this is why you want to make sure that you are filtering your water. Um, and I've, I've done several teachings on the best way to filter your water. And even if you have fluoride in that one pitcher, that clearly filtered water pitcher that I had listeners recommend to me again, I'm not, I'm not making any money telling you, I'm telling you this cause I care about you. Um, you know, the golden rule, do unto others, do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. I, I want to see my listeners not be hurt by this stuff. Um, you know, clearly filtered. I believe is the name, yeah, in the water pitcher. That's probably the most economical way to get everything out of the water. You know, really good. Um, there's other filtration units out there. You would really, really, really want to shower filter too. Um, you, you don't want to be bathing in this. In other words, you know, you don't know how much they're putting in the local water system. In other words. So, um She's this guy, and I, I reported heavily on the, the BP oil spill in the Gulf. If you want to listen to those things, just key in Gulf oil spill. In 2010, there was a BP oil spill. There was black goo that was part of that spill. Now, one of the X-Files episodes specifically, and again, I referenced it in the what I just read on the X-File episodes, that it's a, it's a, oh... And I, again, I do think they're communicating this stuff to us. It may not all be truth, but I think there's bits and pieces. Yeah. And it was it was in one of these episodes where, and again, this is a this is a description from the X-Files. Um, this black goo um, is an, they, the Russians said it was an alien virus that thrived underground in Earth in petroleum deposits. Okay. And that was one of the episodes where they were like drilling. And I think it was in the Gulf in the X-File. And then the black goo came up or whatever. And that's how it started infecting people. Okay. And you had this BP oil spill. This guy said two days ago in 2010 there was a BP oil spill. Now this is one of the comments under the David Alexander video that I played. There was a black goo that was in that part of the spill. That particularly this thing and i wondered about that when that was going on i know a lady that worked that spill there had been between 12 and 14 people that worked with that worked with her everyone but her have passed away since 2010 yeah well it was also because they were spraying massive amounts of corexit into the gulf to sink all the oil that was coming to the surface that was the main reason i believe people were dropping dead okay um, and I talked a lot about that back then and what you could do about it. Most died from cancer. Uh, hearing this made me think this. Yeah, I mean, there's all kind of crazy stuff going on. 
Yeah, this guy says, he commented earlier, but I didn't read his full comment. He says, I've seen filming octagon shape, various neon colored, glittery looking stuff falling from the sky, which blankets everything. The paint on my car is being eaten off. My possessions inside and out my homes are being destroyed before my very eyes. I noticed that with my paint or my vehicle. I've had to, I've had to start parking it. It's covered, but it's outside. And I took it through a really good car wash the other day. And when I got done, normally the paint is just really super nice. And it was like the the parts that were more uh, horizontal to the thing, it was like rough. And I'm like, what is going on with my paint? And yeah, I'm not parking inside anymore fully. And I'm already seeing the effect of that. Um, I'm seeing all people all over the place. Lots of folks are talking about new health issues, major brain fraud. Frog, yeah, their balance is off. More headaches, migraines than usual. Major ringing in the ears. Now, some of this is probably the COVID nineteen shot, but swelling in various places. Teeth are cracking. Oh, teeth! I've seen so much teeth stuff from my listeners. I look at all the teeth stuff I had in the last year, but it was it was my own fault because I chose to get that tooth pulled. Now that was started a whole bunch of stuff for me. Um, vision issues, etc. I've had three teeth fall out and a foul tooth just cracked three days ago. Cracked in half. Yeah, I've had more teeth complaints from people emailing me. I have a whole file on teeth, you know, uh, on all the different things you can do to help that. Um, anyway, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here. And I'm about out of time. I had a little extra time because I did this part three. And uh, I, I wanted to see if there was any other... Um, thing i've uh but the teeth issues definitely been a big thing i've i've heard a lot about from my listeners yeah and i would just you know really say to just pray pray about these types of things for for the lord to you know push this back and loose loose the angels of the lord against this wickedness um uh because it really is a, a an absolute total 100 percent attack on god's creation and just trying to defile the earth but the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein so that's the real reality and um that's all i have for today so god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next audio